Hi, I'm Jory. I'm playing Penrod the Visigoth, and it's good to be here. Hi, I'm Eli. I play Azrael the Malgoth, and it's, like, pretty okay to be here, whatever. Hey, uh, guys, it's me, Jordan. Uh, I'm playing Onyx the Malgoth, and uh, it's, it's good to be here. Foolish mortals, it is I, Jillian. I play Ultragotha, the Visigoth, and I will conquer this mall. It's good to be here. Hi, I'm Jesse. I play the Mall Rat, and I just got banned from the food court for three months by swimming in the chocolate fondue fountain. Welcome to Many Realms. Today, we are playing Visigoths versus Malgoths for another fun, fresh, flirty Many Realms one-shot. Visigoths versus Malgoths is a tabletop role-playing game created by Lucian Khan about the conflicts and romance among the warriors who sacked ancient Rome and 20th century spooky teens, set in a suburban Los Angeles shopping mall in 1996. Let's meet our Goths. Visigoths, I choose you. Altergotha is uh, the Conqueror playbook. So I'm good at spears and stealing stuff. Uh, I use they, them pronouns. I am maybe still a little bit glowing from time travel because also the Mogoths summoned us here by like Ouija board magic, I guess. My style is gold jewelry and a cape. So I'm capital D dramatic. Flashy. Penrod is, a, is the charlatan. So I'm good with words and with religious magic sort of things. My pronouns are he, him. I am for sure still glowing from time travel, and I am wearing mail and a helmet. Nice. Malgoss, let me hear you make some noise. I'm playing Azrael, <laughs> who is um, he, him, and is on the cyber pet playbook. What's a cyber pet? Oh, really? No, actually, but I think it's like a cyber furry. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. You're, you're like a furry, but you also go to raves. And the only things that Azrael is really into are raves and hacking and electronics. And everything else is like just so much effort. Uh, Onyx is on the theater tech playbook, which I think is a little bit more self-explanatory than Eli's. Um, Onyx uses they, them pronouns. Uh, their goth style, I pretty much just decided now, is uh, cyber Victorian because I don't know what that would look like, but I like the sound of it. So I'm good at uh, disguising costumes, pyrotechnics, explosions, fireworks, setting people on fire maybe. I have to talk to Jesse about that one. Uh, and repelling and rigging. I have 20 foot of rope in my stuff, so it's, uh, you know, that's a versatile... 20 foot of rope. These are our gods and this is their story. It is a bright morning in late summer. You are all, can you believe this, at the mall. Specifically, our Visigoths and our Malgoths are camped out on either side of Floppy Joe's Cyber Chili, doing the thing that everyone does the first thing in the morning in 1996, checking their email. Malgoths, you have received an email. 
The email is from the leader of the Goths, Mark, the most impressive, terrifying Goth of them all. Mark, however, is making a big announcement. As you read this email, whose like glittering web 1.0 fiery letters blaze against a background of black velvet, Mark tells you that he is heading to college next week, leaving the Goths without a leader. And he is asking his subordinates, including the likes of you, to make a grand gesture to see who will be worthy of replacing him. Perhaps some monument to extreme Malgothitude, or it would be great to strike a blow against the perpetually annoying Visigoths of the Mall, or doing something very flashy or pleasing Mark in some way is your goal. Tonight, there is a party at the Darkade, which is the glow-in-the-dark arcade in the Mall. Mark will be there, and he will decide who will take over the Malgoth throne. Visigoths, you have also received an email, however improbably. I guess you've figured out email in the time that you've been in 1996. Congratulations. This email is from a seer named Dag, one of your associates. Dag the seer writes in uh, runic font that smells of home cook fires and owl feathers through the computer somehow. I love a smelling that font. <laughs> yeah. It, before we had like stand like you when you in the wild west of the early internet, you could do smell fonts and it wouldn't be like, oh, I hate autoplay. I hate smell fonts. This is important, though. Dag has sent you an email saying that somewhere in the mall, he has foreseen the presence of an artifact known as the horned chalice. This is a very sacred artifact for all Visigoths. Your duty is to retrieve this horned chalice and bring it tonight to the party at the Darkade so its power can be unleashed. Dag cryptically mentions that when he foresaw this artifact, he saw it surrounded by glints of glittering metal. But he cannot say for sure where in the mall the horned chalice lies. That is up to you. These are your respective missions. Malgoths, what's going on? Uh, like, I don't know about you, but like, I think Mark's now kind of like going to college. Like, he's just a big phony. Uh, it's not really nihilistic. To, <laughs> it's like, not throw. goth to go to college. <laughs> <laughs> It's not, it's like, nothing matters, so why would you go to college and why would you, like, why would we spend all that time and effort to, like, have this big thing to try and, you know, win, like, seniority over our peers? Uh, Azrael really wants seniority over his peers. I just think, like, if we could take over and undo all of that dumb shit that Mark has done, we could make the Goths, like, hella cool again. You mean like no one goes to college and we just stay goths forever and continue to have our creed? Yeah, like let's convince everyone to not go to college. Okay. Cool. I, I, I miss, uh, can I tell you something? Yeah, what? I miss my friends when they go to college. Don't tell anyone that, that I had, that I had a feeling though. Okay. The plan is to usurp Mark the head goth so that you can convince everyone not to go to college. That makes perfect sense to me. But <laughs> the question that remains is what your plan will be in order to get Mark to give you the goth crown. Oh, he's not going to give it to us. We're going to take it. Onyx, I have a crazy idea. We're going to convert one of the Visigoths and everyone will see how much better we are than Mark. And then we're going to throw cigarettes like they're confetti and everyone's going to clap. And where do you see yourself going in the next scene? Well, if we want to convert a Visigoth, we have to follow them around. 
Cool. And, and maybe try to, like, divide them. We cannot be divided. I think that we should have one unified gothic, like, why, it's our chance to to oh. take over both. You want to you wanna take them both and yeah, convert to be them like both the true gothic overlords. Okay. Yeah. Hey, wait, they probably don't go to college, do they? Visigoths don't go to college. That's my favorite Bailey School Kids book. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Visigoths, on your side of Floppy Joe's Cyber Chili, I want to know what the conversation is after you read this email from Dag the Seer. Penrod, did you receive the prophecy? The Horn Chalice, it is surrounded by glitter. That must be somewhere magical in the mall we have not yet discovered. Where can we find this glitter? We will have to explore the uncharted... I guess I've never left this internet cafe before, which is how I learned how to use the internet so quickly. (laughs) (laughs) The uncharted lands of the rest of the mall. Perhaps where the weapons are? The weapons can be shiny if you treat them with respect. I agree. I slam my spear on the ground. The Visigoths march out of Floppy Joe's Cyber Chili. Malgoths, you follow? Yeah. In the morning, the Visigoths boldly stride into Ace of Mace. The walls are covered in axes, bows, whips, and all the weapons of a respectable adventuring party. For the record, Ace of Mace does not lean towards the Visigoths or the Malgoths. It is a neutral store. And there are two clerks standing at the counter. No, in fact, uh, one clerk is standing at the counter. A girl with dark hair in a high ponytail dressed like she is ready to break into a hip hop dance. And another employee whose face is obscured by spiky black hair is wearing like a big flowy bowling shirt, cargo shorts, and is unloading some uh, small knives and hanging them on a rack when you enter Ace of Mace. Good borrow. <laughs> one of the clerks, the one who's stacking the uh, stuff out of the crate, stands up and looks up at you, cocks their head. This is Sue Bin, who works at Ace of Mace. And Sue Bin says, uh, g- good morning. Can I help you find anything today? We come in search of the chalice. Okay, do you, do you know what aisle that would be in? Did you see that in the flyer? No, there was a prophecy. Is that like a flyer? No, it was an email. Okay, um, I'll, I'll go check I'll, I'll go check with the emails. And Subin scuttles behind the counter. As you watch them go, you catch a glint of something behind the counter, on the wall, mounted. A long pole arm, glistening with violence and danger. And yes, stuck on the end, over the blade, a chalice with horns. We got it in one. That's fast. <laughs> <laughs> Subin is talking to the other clerk, Pam, who looks up and says... No, we don't have a horn chalice here. Sorry. Maybe you could try uh, bears. I, as subtly as I can, whisper to Ultra, Hark! Upon the wall. Is that not what we seek? You! I just pointed both of them. You deceive us! You indeed have the chalice we seek! And I just point at it with my spear. I don't appreciate that tone. You need to show some respect inside of Ace of Mace or I will be calling the manager down, says Pam, crossing her arms and glaring down at you. Malgoths, you have entered behind the Visigoths and you can see them getting into an argument with the clerks in the counter. Have, mm. have we clocked what this what it's about yet? Ultra Gotha just pointed at the wall and was like, that. Hey, it looks like uh, these Visigoths like, want that thing there. Do you think we should like give it to them to help us? Or do you think we should like not well like i'm thinking like 
not to like generalize Visigoths or anything, like they're all individual, but like sure, whatever. They like put a lot of importance on these like random wacky items, and so yeah. like I think if we take that, then they like have to listen to us. I think that's how it works. Okay, here's what we're gonna. And do. I'm always half listening. What? We're gonna like wait until they leave, and then we're gonna get the chalice. Well, like I got like some firecrackers, I think, in my pocket. And like, well, actually, like they're getting into it. Like they might just be kind of like distracted, and like we could kind of, like, we could just like take it, take it and run. And like I know you're, what you're gonna say. You're gonna say like, oh, that's stealing. But like capitalism is a crutch. No, no. So I'm into it. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hold on. I I think that this is a perfect opportunity for you to do some um, raveling because it's like kind of high up, right? It's, uh, yeah, it's, like, on the wall. It's The thing about it is that it's, like, directly behind the the checkout desk. So getting there, you will be crossing the line of sight of virtually everyone in the store and, like, need to actually get past the checkout desk to reach where it is. Okay. I'm going to cause a distraction, and you're going to do your ninja shit. Okay. Azrael goes up to Subin, and I'm going to use my move. It's called Play Dead. Nice. So tell me what's happening here. Okay, I'm going to grab, like, Subin by one sleeve, and then I'm going to grab one of the Visigoths, whoever's closest to Subin, by the other sleeve, and be like, help me. Okay, to fake a medical emergency, Azriel, you are going to roll, I think it'll be fine to just roll against uh, the Visigoth in question, who I would imagine would be Penrod, since Ultragotha is getting up in Pam's face right now. I got a nine. I got a six. I'm dying! Okay. So yes, Asriel succeeds, and you believe Asriel's having a heart attack. Maybe there's some kind of ritual thing that might be less than comfortable for Asriel, who's not dead, like crossing over his face and weird medieval religious crap. Wrapping Asriel up in, like, a burial linen to take him away. Oh no! To, to describe what's happening here, Azriel has faked a heart attack. Subin is like freaking out and crying and running around trying to look for the store's one phone so that they can call 911. And now I think that Onyx is trying to do a rope trick. Yeah, I, I would like to try to uh, lasso. Okay, I think that, that for sure is like a, a ropes and rigging roll kind of thing. And that's going to be against uh, me rolling on behalf of the mall. 11. Okay. The mall only rolled an eight. Take that mall. Onyx, you, from your messenger bag or backpack, pull out a length of rope, tie a quick lasso, and whip it around the staff of the polearm that's hanging on the rack above the checkout at Ace of Mace. Ultragotha, you watch as you're pointing and indicating at the horn chalice that you want now as a rope flies in from just out of the corner of your eye and yanks it clean. You wheel around and see one of your hated Malgoth foes <laughs> reeling in the very weapon that you were sent to retrieve. Azriel, let's go! <laughs> Do you say that? Uh, I think I'd, like, tackle you. <laughs> ah! Okay. Um, I think you guys can make a contested roll then. Okay. <laughs> Terrible. Absolutely terrible. I guess I wouldn't put any plus in this. I got a nine. I got a four. Malgoths. 
Now, because you are attacking each other physically, now that things are getting a little bit intense, you are all hurting each other's feelings. It's true. So in a physical altercation, both the winner and the loser must mark a hurt feeling. But the winner will still get to describe what happens next in the scene. Write something down, right? Yeah, you're going to pick an adjective to describe how you feel after this role. You might feel, for example, like careless or frustrated. I think I'm embarrassed. Embarrassed would be a good one. Right, because I'm the almighty conqueror um, and I have failed to, uh, to tackle you and get the chalice I so desire. Um, and maybe I think you're kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> What, a, what an anime moment. Baka. <laughs> Took the chalice from me. I don't care. And Onyx, what hurt feeling do you take? Uh, guilty. So Onyx has stolen the horned chalice on the end of the polearm. Uh, Asriel has faked a heart attack in front of Penrod. Penrod, how are you handling this? I'm praying. Wait, did Asriel get up? Well, I think that I'm going to run out of the store and be like, Asriel, let's go. And... He's probably just going to, like, wake up. No, I'm going to be like, oh, boy, okay. Wake up and be like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Azrael feels really bad because didn't realize that Penrod would actually, like, try and and give a fuck. Um, I feel bad. I'm kind of like, we could have been friends, man, in another life where we're the same kind of goth. But I, okay, I do, like reach into my jelly fanny pack and pull out my blue inhaler and just like give it a puff. And I'm like, it was just a really, really bad asthma attack. And I didn't know because it's never happened before. Uh, Foul beast returns from the dead. Ezra, let's go. Yeah, I know. It's really metal. You're such a real one. I gotta go though. Okay, bye. As the Malgoths run out of Ace of Mace, Pam the clerk grabs a small hand axe from underneath the counter. She turns around and smashes a glass case that's marked, in case of emergency, break glass, to access a larger battle axe that she wields with two hands. (laughs) She looks down at the Visigoths who have caused a complete catastrophe in her store, and she says, I cast thee out of Ace of Mace forever! Hey, we're out. Yeah, in like a very cartoonish way, we like high knees. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Okay, that was our first scene of Visigoths versus Malgoths. The Malgoths have made some great strides, um, but maybe also opened themselves to some complicated feelings about how cruel they've been to their Visigoth counterparts. What's the next move here? Okay, I was thinking we either go to Hypergirl Roller Rink to like do a little celly before we talk to the Visigoths or- Celly's cause um, of that dirty dangle. <laughs> yeah. Or we go to Hail Satin because my dumb mom wanted me to pick up some new sheets for my single size bed. <laughs> I think Hypergirl Roller Rink is pretty great. Fine. And we gotta start winning some patrons on our side. We gotta get some people- Vis-a-vis No a- More College. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know who I think is in college right now, but would love to not be in college? Latch me at the roller rink. <laughs> Talk her out of going to college. Okay. Visigoths, what is your uh, plan for this scene? Where do you want to be? Is act two where we like go like sit in the food court and like wallow a little bit and then <laughs> psych ourselves up to confront the mall gods? We have to come up with a plan. Yeah. 
Maybe a nice drink from Lemon Theodosius? Yeah, I could use a smoothie. So, at the Hyper Girl Roller Rink. Man, I wish my mom had a roller rink in it. It's not huge, but it's decently sized. It says the walls of the rink are plastered with posters of iconic girls. Fatima is at the uh, equipment rental booth and she's uh, spraying and wiping down the helmets. And Lakshmi is lounging at the front of the roller rink and doing like lazy, uh, impressive circles on their two by two skates. And they look up at you with a gentle smile, Malgoths, as you enter the hyper girl roller rink. I don't know Fatima very well, but I'm pretty sure she's like pretty lame and like loves college. So let's go get some blades and talk to Lakshmi. Well, I mean, like we're trying to like unite everyone. So, you know, there's no lost souls on this crusade. So, you know, I I think that if we can make it so like no one goes to college ever again, then like, like society will just be like better better yeah like school of hard knocks and stuff is like way better than college no lost souls on this crusade is that like from your last poem well like do you have like any like constructive criticism on like how i can get better or like are you just like gonna like knock me for like trying to do something no man i just think like it could use more cats probably or just like something feral you know like okay, a you, tiger what Wow. Uh, thanks. I'll definitely do that. <laughs> okay, we go. We go get some uh, roller blades from Fatima. Hey, uh, hey, hey, Fatima, how you doing? Good. Uh, why do you have a big golden spear? Oh, uh, it's the uh, it's a it's a theater thing. It's a prop for, uh, for a, a play. I'm that I'm on the, on the tech crew for. So the, yeah, they need, Oh, that's so exciting. When does it open? I'd love to come by and support the show. Oh, well, um, it's only open to people who don't go to go. <laughs> come on. You can do better than that. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever just like wish you could never miss one of Onyx's shows ever again? Yeah. I mean, they're really talented with lights. Um, yeah, I mean, who knows what the future holds, but I'm always trying to be there in the front row whenever I can. Like, are you still, like, did you get um, Mark's email today? Do you still get emails from Mark? Or No, I kind of left the goth life behind me. I'm more into, like, Riot Girl roller rink kind of stuff now. So, uh, I mean, that's cool. I mean, uh, I mean, once a goth, always a goth. <laughs> um, but, like... Are you thinking of like like Mark sent up this thing? He's going to college. It's this whole thing. I want someone to like take over the the proverbial throne uh, of Gotham and like like are you thinking like you're just gonna be thinking like are like are you gonna go to college? Uh yeah, I've I'm planning to enroll uh, as soon as it opens. I want to get into a really good poli sci program. I mean, I want to be close to home. Don't. But I'm willing to go. Oh. Oh, well, that's cool. Like, are your parents paying for it? They're going to help a little bit, but I'm going to apply for some bursaries, and I hope I can kind of work a little bit on the side and, and make everything kind of work out. Oh, I heard the government's stopping all bursaries now. Tuition's, like, tripling. I mean, like, college is cool if you just kind of want to be in crippling debt for the rest of your life. You know, you could get that education. Wait, Goodwill Hunting. What year was Goodwill Hunting? Is that this year? 90 I actually think so, yeah. 96, I think. It, is, it might be 97. If it's 97, I'm going to make it 96. And I'm going to quote it. <laughs> 1997. Oh. The most unbelievable part of this is that 
<laughs> Goodwill Hunting came out. Okay, so Goodwill Hunting just came out. I'm going to year four. It's 97 now. I'm taking the, uh, just for the t- <laughs> for this one scene. Uh, like, I don't know if you've seen like Goodwill Hunting, but like there's that whole thing. And like, he's like, you know, you, you, you paid like $60,000 for tuition. You could have got for $5 like at the library. And like, I just think that's really true. Uh, you know, like. You, you, like if you again if you if you like crippling debt like that's fine you know, yeah like it, you can read books for free fatima yeah you know i never really thought of it that way uh at this point lakshmi rollerblades over to the equipment counter hey dweebs how's it going what are you talking about not going to college like a cool kid oh college is kind of cool though no it's not well i'm in college and i'm pretty fucking cool actually so that that just tracks you should probably stop. So you know, I think you were you're pretty cool, but you you were probably cooler when you weren't in college. So. Yeah, yeah. What well, what what's so good about college? What are you in college for? The b- 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 babes and like a good education. <laughs> Latch me. How about I race you, and if I beat you, you drop out of college forever. Nice. I like that. Don't you want to be hard fucking core? Do it. You do it. You won't. It seems like a completely ridiculous bet, but I cannot resist an athletic dare. <laughs> you know me too well, Asriel. Okay, fine. Fuck yeah. First around the rink five times wins. And if I win... Oh no. Yeah, that's right. If I win, you'll leave Fatima alone, stop telling her to drop out of college, and go like, <laughs> man, like log out of the internet and maybe go get like a, a part-time job. I think I could really help you. Jobs are fascist, but fine. The roller race uh, begins. You're going to make a contested roll. Let's do it best two out of three with uh, Lakshmi to give you a fighting chance here. Are you good at this stuff? Not great. I need your help. (laughs) I don't know, like embarrass yourself so she gets distracted. What? Like start reading your bad poetry, man. I'm sorry, but it is going to distract her. What? Not while you're racing. How bad do you think it is? (laughs) Okay, make your first roll against Lakshmi. Eight. You got an 11. Damn! Oh. Lakshmi easily races past you and does like little taunting circles and <gasps> says, you're going to have to get a job and contribute to society. Onyx, I don't want to get a job. <laughs> we need someone to scrape out the mold from the old skates on weekends. That's going to oh be you. It pays pretty well, though. Oh, fair. Thank you. <laughs> Babin, you are divine. And... I like the color of your dress. It is divine. I said it again. Rhyming divine with divine is pretty good. Uh, Onyx starts reciting their bad poetry in an attempt to distract Lakshmi and give Azriel the edge in this roller competition. Let's roll for second round. You can use uh, uh, Onyx's embarrassing trait bonus now. I didn't need it. Are you sure? Maybe. I don't know. 13. Uh, <laughs> Lakshmi got 14. What the fuck? For real? That's right. Lakshmi uh, grinds to a halt in front of you, kicking up a cloud of dust and smiles down at you, Asriel, and says, Looks like I get to say welcome aboard. I'll see you here tomorrow bright and early for your first shift, Asriel. I hope you're ready to scrub. Oh my god, Asriel... Not to, like, do anything, but plays dead out of, like, pain. Just, like, lies down on the floor and, like, pretends to cough up a hairball. Very, like, Snoopy on top of a doghouse kind of moment, I think, 
for acid Yeah, real. it's a very good visual when you remember that you're like a jacked Abercrombie model looking. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I reach my hand out to Onyx and say, I always remember your sacrifice. We are at Lemon Theodosia. Vulfi, Visigoth girl, is uh, leaning over the counter and mixing up some delicious smoothies and juices. What is going on, Penrod and Ultragotha? We have to retrieve the chalice. Those Molgoths, they won't treat it right. They won't respect it. It's true. We must fulfill the prophecy. And they are not worthy foes. We should vanquish them easily. I cannot believe our failure. Perhaps we underestimated them. We have to ratchet up our efforts and treat them as if they were the Romans we battled in years past. Would this be a good time for Ultra Gotha to talk about their hurt feelings and thereby resolve them? Sure, I'm going to do that as I order my beverage. Wolfie. Yeah. I have just experienced... An embarrassing defeat. Your home burned? Your family pillaged? (laughs) No. Much worse. What happened? This morning, in Ace of Mace, Penrod and I attempted to fulfill a prophecy from the seer. And it was unfortunately derailed by the very cute and mysterious (sighs) Onyx. I have seen such a cutie wandering the halls of this mall before. (laughs) Altragatha, you must guard yourself. Against impure influence. I know. I found myself so distracted as I tried to tackle them. They had the sacred object, the horned chalice. And they slipped out of my grasp. A great shame upon your name and on your house. Indeed. (laughs) I require a smoothie. Coming up. Volfi mixes you. uh, She's very sympathetic to your plight. Uh, She's actually... This was all in Gothic. She doesn't even speak. She refuses to speak English to anyone at the mall. Okay. Is her is her bio, which I love. So she's you're getting the real talk. And she mixes you a... What kind of smoothie do you want? Strawberry banana. The mightiest. She mixes you a mighty strawberry banana smoothie. And as she plonks it down on the counter, it comes in like, like a wooden cup with like a bone straw. <laughs> nice. And she says, Ultra Gotha, I know that you are the most powerful warrior in this mall. Perhaps for one moment your aim was not true, but I know that in your heart the drums of war beat loud and steady, and you must not ignore them. Have strength and have faith, comrade. Skull! So you can remove your hurt feeling. (laughs) Okay, great. After Volfi's pet talk. I do think I'm sad that Ultragotha went to Volfi with their problems instead of me. Aww. What are you going to do about it? Sulk. (laughs) We must defeat the Molgoths on their own turf. They will not come back to our territory with a prize. We have to go find them and to pillage their territory so we may return successfully with the chalice. That is right. Always the mind of a conqueror. This is why you and I are friends. Are we friends, Ultra? Of course we are friends. You are always by my side, as we conquer this mall, one shop, at a time. If we were friends, I thought you would have told me that you thought the Malgoth was a cutie. Ah, I see how you could feel so betrayed. The feelings just came to me in Gothic, and Wolfie was the first one I thought of. I apologize. I speak Gothic, Ultra. What? 
can I do to re-earn your trust so that we may face off against the Mal'goths in glorious battle? How could they make it up? Mm-hmm. I don't know, is Penrod jealous that Ultra has a crush on? Do you also have a crush on Onyx? No, I have a crush on Ultra. Oh, uh, good. <laughs> Great. We're going to run with that. Are there any QTs that you would like to tell me about? No, I do not see any QTs <laughs> here. Are you saying that I am not a QT myself? Look at this gold jewelry. My valiant cape. Perhaps some might consider you a cutie, but not I. I only have eyes for the chalice. <laughs> we must away. At once. And Penrod wants to go to Malgoth territory to like lay a trap or wait them out kind of thing. I kind of want to catch them just outside the darkade. Like I want to be waiting around the corner and then they're like, yeah, we're just going to walk in. Look at us, man, man, trophy, whatever. And then I just want to like slam them up against the wall. Be like, give me your lunch money. Sure. Um, If you want to meet them outside the darkade, you might like set a trap by waiting in Hail Satin or Play Gall. You could do passageways if you want, but I do think being in a storage is like a more fun set. I like the name Hail Satin better. That is more funny to me. Hail Satin, which is Malgoth kind of territory. So Visigoths are, are getting into some risk here, but they're they're reinvigorated by smoothie energy. Hail Satin is a demonic bed and bath store with black terry cloth curtains. It is staffed by Hemlock and Nocturne. Hemlock is working the cash when you come in. He is considered to be the cutest guy in town, is what his bias says, which is just great. Good for him. And Nocturne is wearing beautiful, like, outfit of black velvet and, like, lace and is polishing a big scrying orb in the corner with orb polish. Visigoths, this store reeks of Malgoth energy. There are tea towels that are embroidered with skulls and bats. What are you doing? I go, I feel a linen and I say, this is soft. (laughs) It is weak. It is the textile of cowardice. (laughs) How could anybody sleep on such flimsy material? I sleep on a bed of furs. I too sleep on a bed of furs. And I look dramatically away and I go touch some more linens elsewhere. (laughs) I want to look at the scrying orb. Sure. Nocturne is a 17-year-old Japanese girl in a beautiful, like, gothic Victorian outfit. She pokes up from over the opposite edge of the scrying orb and she says, See something you like? Get it? Because it's scrying? It's a scrying orb? So you see? Because it lets you see... A prophecy joke. Ha ha. Yeah, there we go. How are you? How can I help you today? (laughs) Tell me, does this scrying orb scry? Now, legally, I can't answer a question like that. Um, It's kind of like a past the point of purchase situation. I'm not responsible for any scrying. Curses, demonic visions, hexes, plagues miracles. There's a whole list, but there's a bunch of things I'm not liable for if you choose to scry into this orb, and it does cost $20 per scry. I will have it! Sit here on one of these nice cushions, and I'll be right back. She uh, hustles over to the far corner of the room 
and you can see her fiddling with a bunch of extension cables and a power bar. She flicks a switch and suddenly carvings on this orb start to burst into glowy light, shifting shapes that play around the surface. They look like Norse runes, but also sort of animal symbols and imagery, storm clouds that drift around. And you find yourself, Ultra Gotha, leaning into the scrying orb, trying to parse its secrets as the Malgoths enter Hail Satin. Or those Visigoths are here. Yo, do you have a chalice in your backpack? I got the chalice right here, yeah. Nice. Which one do you think is, like, the more... Cute? S- susceptible. Oh. Uh, uh, well, that one really bought into your not-so-great acting, so... Why you gotta be like that, bro? I'm sorry. You made me do the poetry thing. I'm a bit sour still. I'm sorry. It was good. I don't mean that. I think that's the one. They're uh, very gullible. Penrod? Yeah. Okay, Azrael has mixed feelings because Penrod was nice to me and I feel bad. But also, I just got complimented on my acting skills, so I'll go for it. I hold the uh, chalice like over my head like this. Hey, Penrod. You have the chalice. Yeah, we do. And you can maybe have it, but we need something in return. Yeah, you want it? I know you want it. But what do you need in exchange? You. You and you, all of all of your friends, we we come in peace. I have one friend. Well, that's the one. <laughs> make new ones. All the Visigoths. We need we need a united front because if we don't, then we'll start going to college and lose our identity and assimilate into um, society like all the other uh, brainless zombies sheeple in the world. Yeah, don't you want to be better in society? Hmm. Is college like the Roman Empire? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, Just yeah, like it's it. exactly like that. <laughs> we'll give you this chalice if you never, ever go to college and, and same with ultra gotha it's it's actually uh, a more uh, apt way of describing it is like the, the like we're the, we're cut from like the same cloth uh visigoths and goths and then the rest of society is the roman empire yeah that's a, yeah including college you yeah. be goths with specifically us specifically full like bold italics underscore college is is definitely uh high on the list so we must away with all of the colleges for the sake of society as a greater whole yeah yes. but also you got to be a mall goth while you do it and we were we were afraid that you wouldn't listen to us unless we we had this object. Um, so I took it. Uh, I point dramatically and say, "You are just like the college, asking me to assimilate." We're not asking you. You can do all of the same stuff that you do. It's an alliance. It's what it is. It's just like coming together on on a united front. Uh, you don't have to like dress like me like it's like i don't want to brag but like cyber victorian wear is like really expensive and it's like a really hard look to pull off that most people can't so like you definitely don't have to like start dressing like me or anything you gotta come to the darkade and tell mark that we're cool and stuff and yeah Yeah. that's it yeah so essentially i have to do very little and you will give me the chalice yes Wait, balls so like a blood pack that you're not going to go to college. I do not wish to go to college. Give me my chalice. Well, no, I mean, I, I, 
so we got after after Mark's been like taken out of Gotham and and we sit uh, well as as we become a united goth democracy that that uniformly hates college and university um, then you can have democracy sounds very Roman the ch- <laughs> <laughs> it's not trust me yeah it's That's not, not it's more Greek. Greek. Uh, anyway yeah like then you can have it back but like not before then uh i hope you understand and if you don't uh i have your challenge (laughs) so what's going on in this scene um is uh penrod agreeing to do i don't think so because i think you're saying i can't i need to get the the chalice right now not later i need to you that thing to be in my hand so yeah you can get it now as long as there's some sort of pact that you are gonna come with us and tell mark that we're like a united front now okay i'm gonna call for ultra let's go back to ultra gotha who is gazing into the scrying orb will you please roll 2d6 for me ultra sure that's 11 that's an 11 you can have the answer to any three questions in your mind when you gaze into the scrying orb mm. for a mere $20. For a mere $20, it's a good bargain. What happens when we give the chalice to Dag? You see the dark hate full of flashing rave lights, glowing ski ball ramps, and sweaty crowd goers having a good old fashioned 1996 time. Dag the seer, his face under a low hood, sheathed in billowous robes, reverently takes the horned chalice from your hands as you kneel to present it to him. He raises it above his head and then turns around and taps a keg and fills the <laughs> horned chalice with the coldest, frothiest beer in all the mall. He takes a long, deep pull and he belches gratefully at the both of you. Dag uh, opens his robe and he pulls out two matching axes with shimmering blue handles and blades that are carved up with lots of different runes. And he presents one axe to you, Ultragotha, and one axe to you, Penrod. Hmm, okay. How can I convince Onyx to go out with me? You gaze into the obsidian mass of the scrying orb until visions start to appear of Onyx late at night, 1.30 a.m., in the living room of his family home in suburban Los Angeles on poetryloverz.net, posting beautiful, secret, heartfelt poetry late into the night. And you know, if you can show Onyx that you know and appreciate their poetry, you will go a long way in winning them over in their tender, secret heart. Jordan, is that true? Uh, yeah, but I think also, I mean, not to hijack the scrying thing, but if you just completely make all of the uh, Visigoths uh, join with the gods as uh, we want, that that's, uh, that's definitely something that would cement our relationship. Was Henrod telling the truth that uh, they only have eyes for the chalice? Penrod lied! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ultra Gotha, you reel back from the mighty clairvoyant forces of the scrying orb, your eyes a little bit unfocused when you hear a nervous cough behind you and look up and see Onyx and Asriel. <coughs> Avast, Mulgoths, I have just become a seer myself, received a new prophecy. You will give me the chalice, so... My people may revel this night. Not until you guys agree 
to like join forces. I do, because it's a very good image, want to push Onyx against the wall with my spear huh. to threaten you <laughs> into giving me the challenge. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> Can I like try and pass it off to uh, Azrael? Why don't you roll with spears and Onyx can roll against, and then if you win, you can kind of dictate how this goes. Okay. But you might hurt some feelings. In fact, I know you will. Got an eight. That, what <laughs> that, you is, did? that is bad. It's only a seven. That's with a spears bonus. That's with my plus two. I rolled a five. Mulgoth! So I think you can you can do the spear shove, but I think the Onyx gets to like cheekily hand away the the chalice over to Azriel. And then what, we're just stuck in an awkward moment where I don't have the chalice and we're like this close? Is yeah. it awkward or is it hot? It's definitely spicy. What? <laughs> um, but so you'll both get hurt feelings again from this physical interaction. Stop hurting nice. each other's feelings. Wow, it's so complicated. You two can't stop hurting each other. Yeah. And uh, Onyx, if this is your second hurt feeling without having healed your first one, then you are going to be unable to like fight anymore or use embarrassment moves until you recover your hurt feelings. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, how does that one make me feel? Let me uh, say some stuff first. Maybe it'll help. So I've, I've slammed you up against the wall. I realize you do not have the chalice and that we are very, very close. But I chicken out of doing anything. And I just say, I've read your poetry. And then I let you go. Without anything, that's just, I guess I'd be embarrassed. It's kind of embarrassing. How do you feel, Ultra Gotha? Disappointed! Okay. <laughs> I, I'm canonically going to say that as Ultra Gotha. <laughs> yeah. Slam my spear on the ground. Okay, so Ultragotha has refused to form a united front with the Malgoths. Penrod seems potentially more into it, but they both just really want the chalice. Uh, Malgoths, how do you want to play this? I would love like a goth makeover. I can be convinced to dress up like a Malgoth because Nocturne just like did me a very good service in allowing me to use the scrying orb. And I think it'll help me win over my crush. I also think I could be convinced to dress up as a Malgoth because I think, well, if they like Onyx, maybe I should dress like Onyx. I saw many prophecies in this orb. And among them, I saw myself and my comrade Penrod dressed as Malgoths. And I saw you two, my sworn enemies, handing over the chalice immediately. The Malgoths look at each other. Why don't we take you to gerbil essences and you guys can dye your hair black and we'll teach you how to put on false earrings and then we'll give you the chalice and then you'll tell Mark that we're cool. I accept your terms. Penrod, will you join me? Aye. Okay, as we're walking over to gerbil essences, I say, hey, Penrod, I just want to say, I thought it was really cool that you tried to, like, save me from dying back there. I mean, I don't really, like, believe in religion. I think it's just, like, a huge hoax, but I think it's really cool. You're you're pretty cool. I appreciate your candor at this time, and I hope someday you may return the favor 
of being cool. I shake <laughs> your hand. <laughs> we shake hands. At the Darkade, the music is pumping. It's ravey, it's techno, but there's a little bit of some ska influence. It's 1996, you can't escape it. It's in the fucking DNA of the city. The crowd, which is like raving and grooving and slamming and grinding, falls silent as four figures step inside the entrance of the Darkade. I want grand entrances from the Visigoths and the Malkoths. What does it look like? Azrael has been, I want to say, Gerbil Essences is a salon for humans and pets. Of course, Azrael chose the pet route, got groomed. Um, there's a new, like, collar, but the collar has, like, a like a little skull on it, and it's really shiny because it's new. Azrael's looking clean. The cyber part of the cyber-Victorian style of Onyx really starts to shine in the dimly lit uh, uh, store as a pattern of neon uh, lights comes out. I'm just gonna say it's also skulls, but they're like from, they're like green and there's some blue on the sleeves and he just is like a walking uh, cool Christmas tree. <laughs> I, I wanna ask the Malgas what you've dressed us in. Yeah. Okay, well your hair is black now, like raven black. Um, Black lipstick. Black lipstick, definitely black lipstick. Super heavy, like gunmetal colored eyeshadow on both of you. One of you is wearing like a shirt, but the whole backside is empty. And instead it's like a, like, like strings of fabric creating like a hex pattern. Whoa, cool. I want that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry, could someone design that? Can I have that shipped to my house? <laughs> yeah, that's great. Maybe one has some fake contacts. Ooh, yeah, fake contacts. Visigoths, in your new regalia, unfamiliar as it is to you, you march over to Dag, who is brooding in a corner and uh, throwing carved bones on the table over and over to glance into the various paths of the future that lie before him. He looks up as you two approach, and his face breaks into a contemptuous sneer. He says, You're wearing the garb of the enemy. I smell defeat on you. We wear this garb as a means to success, my leash. And I present to him, Chalice. <laughs> Does this look like failure to you? Indeed not. Ultragotha. Penrod. You have done well. I am sorry I doubted you, though your appearance shocks me to my core. However, I will forgive anything for the retrieval of this chalice. He holds it up reverently, as you saw in your vision, Ultragotha. He turns next to him, and he pulls from the keg until cold, frothy beer overflows, and he chugs the chalice full of beer. Dag slams the chalice on the table and lets loose a mighty and ferocious belch. And then, yes, Ultragotha, just as you foresaw, he hands to each of you, to Penrod and to Ultragotha, matching carved battle axes. They are the finest weapons either of you have ever received. You have done us a great honor by bestowing these weapons upon us. You two are some of the finest warriors this Maul has ever known. And I can tell. Now, away with you. Revel, party, drink, if you want to. No pressure. Go! <laughs> and you move into the rave, and you see across the room the Malgoths. Mark 
is sitting in a like an arcade racing game. He's like leaning back in the big chair, his feet resting easily on the pedals. He has pale foundation, black rimmed eyes, nails that are alternated shades of deepest black and crimson red and a backpack where he keeps his best buy uniform. <laughs> he rises from his throne and descends onto the floor of Darkade and looms over the Malgoths. Onyx, Azriel, Yo. you have come to present your gesture. We brought something way bigger than everyone else brought. Well, Ka- Catherine bought me a really cool Buffy DVD. 1996, fuck! No, she bought me the movie, the Christy Swanson movie that was out at that time before the series. Nailed it. Fucking goodwill hunting. (laughs) I'm still 97, but I, 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 you know, come on, I was close enough. Uh, We like, I don't know, gesture over for the Visigoths to come. And we say, we've made the coven even bigger. Hail! Asriel is cool. Thanks. Thanks, man. Stealing the deal. See that? We're uniting the Visigoths, which is something that you can't do at college. Okay, weird dig there. Uh, (laughs) But sure. Mark uh, grabs your chins and tilts your faces up, admiring the gothic makeover you've received an hour before at Gerbil Essences. Unhand me, mortal. Mark unhands you, and he says, These will be... (coughs) <coughs> these will, <coughs> sorry, these will be fine additions to our coven. But only one of you can take from me the title of head of all the Goths. And unfortunately, something quite disturbing has come to my attention. Asriel. No! I have heard that you accepted a part-time job this afternoon. Most uncool. Well, Mark... And I turn to I, t- I turn to all the guffs. Ha- having a leader is like being on a teeter totter. It is never in balance, and we stole their chalice, and because of that, we realize that. We all see, we all see with the same eyes, the world without college. The head goth, Mark, looks down at you, Onyx, and with a a contemptuous sigh, he says, Original poetry? Really? I say now that neither of you are fit to wear the dark mantle of head of the goths. And, as per the goth-stitution... Article 14, subsection 13-A, I shall spin around in a circle, and whoever I point to that is the most goth shall take over from me as I embark on a gender studies degree. Mark spins around, closing his eyes, chanting in uh, bizarre tongues. And when he stops, he's pointing directly at Penrod. Whoa! Penrod, Mark hands you a scepter that is topped with a skull that has blue gems in its eyes, but it's absolutely fake and costs $13 at Spencer's Gifts. I take this responsibility with reverence, Sir Mark, and I will lead our people to glory! Mark nods, turns on his heel, flaps his cape, and leaves the Darkade and the Mall forevermore. 
I would like to turn to Onyx and say, we should work on your speech skills. Perhaps you have other skills we can explore. Can I kiss you? I reciprocate the kiss. Does that get rid of my feelings? Am I no longer embarrassed? You have to talk about it. When you tackled me and also like tried to push me, I was like, wow, you really hate me. I don't understand. Does my strength not impress you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, def, yeah. (laughs) Well, I was trying to impress you. Did I fail? No. So, uh, do you like poetry? Indeed. Do you like, uh, like, have you ever been to a poetry slam? No, it is this event that you speak of. Who will be slammed into the earth? (laughs) I love slamming. (laughs) What is this contest of strength? And why haven't I been invited? Are they afraid I would crush them? Uh, right. Yeah, you you should try, and we should we should go. It's um it's just down the street, uh, Friday at eight p.m. All right, you bring the poetry, I bring the slam. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have closing beats for Penrod and Azrael? Azrael secretly likes his job. Are you gonna go to college? No, don't be crazy. <sighs> Well, maybe community college, you know, so that my mom doesn't get super mad. And lo, the Visigoths and the Malgoths, united for the first time, partied and raved long into the night at the Darkade until 10.30 when the mall closed. And yes, none of them ever went to college. The end. Thank you for listening to this episode of Many Realms. Visigoths vs. Malgoths is a tabletop RPG by Lucian Khan. It's available at drivethroughrpg.com or necromancy.itch.io forward slash goths. Or maybe in your local friendly game store. If you like our podcast, feel free to support us by visiting patreon.com slash many realms. Mark, the head of the goths, is named after our patron Mark. We hope we did you some justice with this uh, maybe unflattering character. And we'll be back in two weeks with another Many Realms one-shot. Until then, take a listen to this message from some of our very good friends. What's that? You like role-playing game actual play podcasts? You like Kingdom Hearts? You want non-stop jokes punctuated by unexpected and massive angst? You enjoy a healthy disregard for Disney's greed and overreach in regards to copyright law? Well, then do we have the podcast for you. Kingdom Hearts of Forgotten Era is an actual play podcast that takes place 80 years before the events of Birth by Sleep, using the interstitial Our Hearts Intertwined system. We follow a group of five people going on adventures through the Disney world never seen before in the Kingdom Hearts series as they try to overcome the darkness within their own hearts. With episodes dropping every Wednesday, we release way more often than the real thing. Also, Kronk is there! <laughs>